Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Can't Be Complicated podcast. I'm Malachi Robbins. Today I'm joined with co-host Kyle Nunez and co-host Adam Martin. Welcome back, Adam. Welcome back, Adam. Hello, folks. Hello. I missed you so much. How are y'all doing? Just kidding. Just you guys Was too. it the same? That's sus, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Already off to a bad start here. <laughs> bro, I'm just trying to tell my buddy I missed him. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Um, we don't do anything. Oh, whatever. How are you guys doing? A okay. A okay. Very good. Adam's doing good. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, I think I'm. I find myself more alone recently. This past week than I have been like the entirety of the quarantine because the people I live with have been kind of back to the normal schedules or are and are gone most of the time so um the degree of loneliness is starting to like there's only so much i can really do to like com- combat those feelings sometimes and so like so my days have been like kind of unpredictable in terms of like my emotional state right due to that and like i'm trying to work through it i'm trying to like take care of myself but it like i won't lie it's been pretty annoying Mm. so i'm looking forward to i'm moving into a new place on thursday so i'm looking forward to that but uh otherwise like things are going good like school's going good relationships are going good with the people i know and like and um and like life is going pretty good for me in, in my subjective sphere but in terms of like my mind honestly i have no idea <laughs> Yeah, I think we all can relate to that at this time, because that not everyone has really been able to have any sort of social contact. So, yeah, we all relate with you, Kyle. Yeah, I don't mean to sound like. I'm no, I mean to, like, you're just saying how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah, you're just saying how you're feeling. Yeah. Adam, do you have anything Adam more to say? Anything to say? Adam. Uh, sorry for leaving for a week. Or two. It was or two or weeks. Or actually, for it was episode. two episodes. It's two episodes. We don't want to two talk episodes, about how not long weeks. that took. How long that took, yeah. Um, I was just getting busy with school and then uh, with like the club that I'm working in and all the other stuff. And so it was just kind of too much of a um, time commitment for me at the time. So now I'm back and hopefully we can keep this going on a weekly basis or Bi-weekly. however many times we want to do it. Bi-weekly. Oh. Bi-weekly. Yeah. And Malachi, I'm how good are though. you? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for asking, Kyle. I <clears throat> I am doing all right. I uh, I'm reading the Spiritual Castle for uh, Newman Book Club at San Luis Obispo. And honestly, it's been very insightful. And I think what what I've been doing, um, and I'll get into why I'm sharing this afterwards. But I've decided like last night to pretty much cut like everything unnecessary out of my life that's not too vague but like pretty much anything electronic anything to like distract me or entertain me um and it, the yeah the reason i'm bringing this up is is because it feels a lot different than say like exodus 90 that i did last year where it was kind mm-hmm. of a it was a challenge 
and it, it was fasting and you kind of fasting and feasting or like associated with each other um and th- that was about masculinity too but but this time for me it's it feels like something i need to do in my life like that's the stage of my life that i'm in that i need to get rid of like everything that i don't need and it feels like like it's strictly like spiritual personal growth rather than masculine masculinity or like i said like some sort of challenge right to to see like how far i can go so Mm -hmm. i i uh so what do your days look like well i don't know i just started today but okay (laughs) (laughs) it was like last night man i had like for some reason my mind was just going i had like three brilliant ideas in like an hour last night and this is one of them i Um, like honestly like good luck but because like honestly like i found myself craving that uh quite a few times recently because i think when like i think every i hope a lot of people can relate and i think a lot of people do right now but it's like when you're when you're alone like the the tendency to be faced with like kind of like the reality of your situation the reality of like yourself is like is is always like the pressure of it is always felt when right life is, when life is at this pace and so like no matter how much you do to kind of like uh entertain yourself or enjoy yourself like there's always that feeling of like that you need to be addressing that and to do that you have to get rid of the, those distractions right so so i just found i, f- I found least, myself at least limit them yeah so i found myself craving that a few times because I, I find myself kind of mindlessly going throughout my day at times and I, do, I, I don't I don't appreciate it when I do that right and I think the way that I've sort of looked at things is that um, you know I, I was going to go to a, to a Catholic university but I decided not to because I didn't want to like I still wanted to be a part of like secular world if that's a good way of saying that sounds different than what i want it to mean and at the same time you know keep a a lot of things that might distract me things like video games movies tv stuff like that it's sort of been the same thing where it's not like it's not like you can't be i don't think there's a good argument that and like strictly it's like bad for you rather you know you can use them to enrich yourself but I think I realized that at at this point in my life, it's only doing harm and that I need to, I think the best way to put it, and this is again from the spiritual castle is like, just, it felt like it when, when I was reading, it was like something that I had just said to myself the day before and realizing like in a, in a lot of ways, I'm just very confused and like disturbed, I guess. Um, and I honestly feel that way at times too. Confused and disturbed. Right, that right. Could, those two words I could use to describe how I feel right. like throughout and the don't, time. I don't even know like how confused about what, either. disturbed about what. Like, yeah. Like like it sounds I, weird. Like to be honest, I tried reflecting on it today and I couldn't think. I couldn't tell what it right. was that was bothering me. And then she, yeah, and then so see she suggests, you know, getting rid of everything that's unnecessary to try to uh like not get distracted and to really discover yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of well, course that evolves to, to not sound like a stoic or something like that. Like it for St. Teresa, it also involves like praying and, and she says that, that you can't really discover yourself without, um, like knowing God and exploring God. So that's my little throw in there. So I don't sound stoic or something or whatever that would sound like. I guess I'm just confused at like, like I, I've been on these t- types of like, you know, trying to better yourself like type of things, but uh, I've never been able to like find things to do other than, you know, what I, all like what I normally do. Right. And I guess like you could a like oh work out, but that's also distracting yourself. I don't yeah. think so I mean, because that but it's but it's healthy. The, well, that that helps you, know? you deal with your anxiety because it helps you like I, I don't know all the correct terminology for it, but that helps you deal with your problems rather than run away from it. I mean, you can certainly use it to run away from them, but the actual like physical exertion, man, I'm totally forgetting like all all the the words that they they use, but yeah. Like, it actually helps you deal with anxiety and, and your problems in life. Yeah, I would say that um, exercise during this time and, like, the in the forms that I can do it has been, has been like, the only thing that I've really uh, can say I'm grateful for during this time because, right. like, I've, I've learned a lot about, like, my muscle imbalances, like, being forced to, like, think about my body all day you know kind of i'm mm. not sure that's the best way to put it but like because i'm only restricted like body weight like i've kind of found myself realizing how much how much how meditative working out can be right because it's forcing you to completely focus on a certain part of your body and like a given motion and when you're also like in, in applying like correct form and learning about correct form and what it exactly does and then when you're focusing on that part of your body and you're doing the motion it's it's so therapeutic it's so it's like cooking that's also another thing that i will come out of this being happy about is cooking. right yeah because cooking is, is like that too yeah. but um i think yeah, i think working out is is a good thing because i think if you use it like that, it, be, it makes you very in tune with your body. Hmm. You can totally, people definitely use it to escape their problems, though. You're totally right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think what, what I've been trying to do today, I just made sure to do my chores and to, like, really work on doing homework and just keeping myself busy. But, again, I, I mentioned this in a sort of spiritual, not even sort of, like, a spiritual context. So, for me, that does involve... Like, actually trying to... Making... Kyle, did you... Okay. I'm using my computer screen to light up my face on the video. So okay. I went to sleep. For, uh... I have to wiggle the mouse every once in a while. Audio listeners, because we're going to try to put this as a video. I think we've said that before, but Kyle's like, video just went completely black almost, and it freaked me mm-hmm. out. Um, but anyway, so this is also in a spiritual context for me, so I am trying to make an effort to to pray and to contemplate more rather than trying to distract myself. And for me, what, again, for some reason, this, this is really different for me than just 
saying like, oh, I'm going to try to improve myself. This is like the next phase of my life is the way I look at it. Um, oh gosh, lost my train of thought. I do this every time we start talking. That's like okay. I, I cannot do this for like weeks and then all of a sudden I think we about, start talking. I think about this, the same things. Right. Anyway, right um, now. well, I think, sorry, what, what, it, it just really clicked all of a sudden last night. It was like I had to, this deep understanding rather than an acknowledgement that people have gone millennia without these things we used to entertain or entertain ourselves. So it was this weird, like I said, this, this understanding that that is true, that what we say we need and what we feel like we need in this modern society is not at all anything that we need. Like we don't need to be entertained or even have something to do. So that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can describe it any better because it was really this realization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I started reading that book I had picked up last time we saw each other, Wabi Sabi, right. and it's like it's like exactly she argues, Beth Campton argues that. So what? Oftentimes, people who are using the term Wabi Sabi nowadays to describe like an aesthetic, like a certain aesthetic feel, when okay. that's not, huh? I thought it was a sauce. No. no, no. <laughs> Wasabi. <laughs> yes, no. I do mean that. Um, when in, in fact, like, it didn't really have a uh, written form in Japanese culture until recently. Hmm. It, was always a, it was always a subjective feeling that something gave you. And it's an, an embrace of, like, the limitedness of life and the imperfection of life. And so, like, when I... And so she emphasizes that it's more relevant now than ever because we have this perception in our culture that we always have to be doing something all the time with something or with someone Mm. when that's just simply not the case. And if you understand like the beauty or at least the value of like accepting life, you know, as it is in its purest form in an unpretentious way and like observing life and what, and the beauty has to offer like at a at a raw level then like we we have nothing but to benefit from that right because it is just the reality of life and it 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 really reveals the fact that that's so hard to really understand and feel i think it really reveals how much we use things to escape in our society in these modern times because i mean everything is right we have to have music playing and tv on um, I have to be doing something. Most of the time, it's entertainment. That's not always true. Like, even if you think about it, as much as artificial light, like that's how, that's how new that is. That can almost be like an episode in itself, honestly. Yeah, the psychological so, and the physiological. Yeah. Um, Should we uh, introduce today's stuff? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're already almost half an hour in. Sorry, I. I don't know. That was a good discussion. Don't anyway, so today we're going to be talking about dreams. Dreams. And you know, yeah. Let's just start there. Is this a stupid question? What What are dreams? No, I don't. I think I think maybe that question in particular isn't what needs to be accomplished as much as it is like, what, where do dreams come from, and what can you learn from? Right. Like analyzing. I the I, things that I agree. So. 
I think it's a valid, still a valid question though. Like, right. I think, yeah. I guess that's. I guess that's. Part it's of been it. a part of our, of the human experience for as long as we know. Hmm. Like as long as we know. And you know that. And we still don't know what they are. Right. Or exactly what exactly their function is. I was reminded today when I was thinking about this of our language episode because dream is kind of like what we were talking about with uh, love in that episode where it technically has multiple I'm thinking of two specific meanings where I think in this case it's more similar to hominin than what we're talking about with love but dream is right something that an experience you have at I don't know oh gosh now I have to define it I mean, we all know what a dream is when you go to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's also... As, a, as an experience, as a noun, a dream. Right. Then mm-hmm. also, it's also aspirations. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to me that those are... That, that those are associated. They're, they're the same word, not just... And because I think in this case, you can have two different entries in the dictionary for dream with that. But at the same time, that's not what you think. Like, I think most of the time when you say it, they are the same thing in, in a way. I found that I think, fascinating. Yeah, I do think that's fascinating as well. What's up, Adam? Is that like a... Are we taking dreams as distinct from, uh, like, nightmares? No. In that, in that case? I think I that's... Like if we if we consider aspiration to also be dream. Because nightmare can be right your your nightmare dream and also like the worst thing you can imagine to happen to you. Yeah, so I mean in an, in a way it is I suppose I'm not sure exactly what you meant by separate, but I think they're Well because if we're trying relation. to com- if we're like taking the word aspiration and relating it to dream, I don't really see like a nightmare to be something that i aspire for you know right and i don't really know right. where this is like gonna lead us but i, I just wanted to make that note. right but i think there's still a reason why where there's a certain part of dream a certain meaning in dream that we understand to be like this wish fulfillment this this part of our aspirations okay. where they, it can express itself in our dreams at night when we sleep and and if we think about it in terms of a nightmare, maybe you are aspiring that that doesn't happen to you or that mm. like you can improve something mm-hmm. like, right. Know, yeah. yeah. It's, um, so if we were to take like these other meanings of the word dream and nightmare, and like, I think those are the only words really associated with like the, the like experience of a dream in the human language. And then if, if we were to take their meaning, like, I think you can make a pretty causal statement saying that dreams most likely have something to do with what we want to happen and what we don't want to happen, like on a on the most true level, because it is ultimately a, a subconscious experience. So I think that those dream, like these, our dreams are first at a base level and it's like very quintessentially just expressions of the of the unco- of the subconscious right or up unconscious unconscious because when you say you dream of something and if you mean it you want that like more than you can possibly express hmm. and that's not like a conscious feeling like those feelings aren't conscious feelings 
because you feel them in your stomach, you know? Right. It's almost it's almost an idiom if that if in most cases that that's not like an actual true statement to say that you dream of it. My dog is freaking out. Yeah. So. But you know what I mean, right? Like it's not. It, it's almost an idiom to say. Like, oh, I've dreamt... I mean, it is an idiom to say that, like, you've dreamt of this or you've dreamt of that or whatever. But it's also, like, a true statement in a lot of cases where you could possibly have actually literally dreamt of that. Really? Right, 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 right. I mean, what do you guys... I want to ask you, you guys first. What do you think, like, dreams are? What do you think they do? Like, what do you think they are exactly representation of and it's like I, I i think it's useful to be like personal in, in your reflection of that right because, yeah i think that it's your your brain your subconscious trying to deal trying to process information and i think there's a couple reasons for that because even saying that it's your aspirations and things like that. For me, that that's maybe that's too general of a description, though. Maybe that maybe that fits like everything. Well, to say I that. mean, you do you think it's or, dreams are organizing like input? I think <laughs> that's so. the strangest way to talk about right. the experience. <laughs> so what I was thinking of, um, I've told you about this dream, Kyle, mm-hmm. and. So the, the book that I'm always talking about in this podcast and everywhere is The Idiot. And I got Kyle to read it. I don't know where he is right now. But I, I felt like I understood it pretty... Mo- I felt like I understood it more than I understand most books. Let's put it that way. I don't know if I did. But there was a dream I had where... And it, like this is going to like mean nothing if you haven't read it. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> like most people probably listening um it was this really weird dream after i read it where i was like in a classroom and there's this like beautiful girl in the class and then she was like evil in a way and she said she was like looking at me and she had like a um i don't know like a someone like a wacky or something like that sitting behind her and she said something like like oh like you want to go on a date or something like that and then her lackeys like oh like are you kidding me with that guy like joking around anyway that's not the point and she ended up uh it was like i was chasing her and she was running away with me and like teasing me along and we were Mm -hmm. going through these this like obscure environment it was like a like a hallway where there was no floor, just some platforms, and I was kind of jumping across. Then I had one of my no-nonsense friends saying, like, what are you doing? Like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, you're just being an idiot. Um, and again, if, you, if you've read the book, it might make Yeah, and if, if you've read the book, you would basically recognize that Malachi's dream basically is the idiot. The idiot. And <laughs> I felt like after that dream, I understood the book, like, so much more. It was like I, my, my, and to me, it makes sense. Because when you're when you're sleeping, what your brain is doing, this is one of the things, right? Physically is physically incorporating memories and your experiences throughout the day into the rest of your brain. 
making different neural connections and like I said, incorporating it with the rest of your body of knowledge. So when I think of that, yes. it was like my brain was taking the book and what I read in the book and, and incorporating it, it to your life, incorporating it into myself and my own yeah. experience and making and a new experience to do it. Yeah. And you're making the associations to it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was all like that one big thing. What's drives your conscious behavior without you knowing it when you're when you're in your going throughout your day hmm. so i'd say that is a pretty good summary of what a dream is adam what do you think well what's interesting to me is that well i don't know if this was the case in your dream but that the girl was like you didn't know who she was like she was just a girl mm-hmm yeah it's she hard to say name. she didn't oh have, like, I an see. appearance that you recognized right. so to me it well do you ever find it almost that... feels like it do you ever find that in your dreams when you you wake up and you think to yourself like okay i i know who it was in that dream right maybe you had an experience in your dream with another person whether it be a girl guy or whatever the, like the context it's like you know who that person was but then when you start actually reflecting on it maybe in the morning or on your waking day when you're trying to remember your dream you start to wonder wait was it really that person like like i, I can't exactly like remember now if it was that person because i remember seeing something else maybe you know i thought you were going to go a different direct it might be exactly what you're talking about but you recognize that it was a person but you also recognize that they looked completely different than they do in real life yeah right yes. is that what you meant yeah right. basically that's a really basic, interesting thing basically yeah. like i'm yeah that's basically what i'm saying yeah because i'm not and you feel that that it's that person like yeah it was dead set the feeling like, of that, that person even if the visual isn't yeah, right yeah that yeah that's really interesting i've never thought of that is that like your mind representing that person in a different way i think so i think it's obviously what we i i tend to think of it so when i talk to people about their dreams i notice one obviously that they dream differently than me and the way that the dream uh, functions, like, in the, the way that the dream plays out and the way it's hmm. experienced as well. Like, my dreams are very much experienced, like, in, like, feelings and then, like, flashes of images. I, like, my dreams are never a continuous, like, oh, narrative. Never. They're fragmented sometimes. Yeah. And so, like, I, I can't help but wonder sometimes like if if someone reflected on the way that they think or say if we could record like say the free associations that someone makes throughout the day as they're thinking going out normal tasks the, the way the decision making is working without them aware of it if it would look closely to the way a dream plays out if we we're able to mm -hmm. project it you know so like the dream plays out in a way that's like personal to the individual in question, you know, in the way that they think and make associations. That's really interesting. I was wondering that when we started talking, I realized that there is like daydreaming and night dreaming or whatever you'd want to call it. So do you think those, those are, I mean, obviously you think those are connected, right? Are you? I do. Hmm. Yeah. But even well, just, even just thinking 
like say if you're if you're kind of like going throughout a few hours of your day like kind of just without really any conscious like intention and just kind of like letting your mind roam and like doing random things i think if you were to record say where the mind goes in some capacity right like in some way just hypothetically if you record the way someone thinks and then you re and then you recorded a dream you looked at it their dreams would it look the same you know the way that it flows in associations oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. so i i guess i have because mine please adam so like mine are are super emotionally charged like 99 percent of the time and then they're also like full narratives so it never stops um and it's like an entire like movie scene kind of mm. um well i wouldn't even say a movie scene because it feels like i'm there and that i'm like living it obviously but right i don't know that's that's interesting that that we can dream in different ways but it's not fragmented like yeah it's minor, not fragmented at all mine are always fragmented so when, when you say fragmented do you mean not only does it not form like it's not continuous but it doesn't even form a single narrative correct like there's nothing coherent that's yeah hmm. that's certainly like, not my experience most of the time yeah so obviously like i have little like parts that make sense to me when i wake up like i'm like i know what that means like i know what that's i know why i dreamed that um but i never have like like i'll have dreams so for instance i'll have like an experience in a dream where i'm in in like a small kayak and i'm like kayaking out for some reason because i'm an idiot i want to go out to the big island of hawaii but i'm i'm near it like i'm on, i'm on the, uh, some kind of land near the island and i know i can kayak there and i know it's going to be difficult but i wanted to go do it anyway so i start kayaking and the water's getting choppy and it's very overcast and i start seeing the island but these huge neon like structures start rising out of the water and i eventually you know i i get top turned over and then like i find a raft and i go away and i go back to the mainland but like that dream that like fragment of the dream is a part of like a bigger narrative like a part of the a bigger part of the dream in that like setting in that context but that part where i get in the kayak is like doesn't follow from like the last part of my dream say where i was with right. people in okay. a building looking for something like all of a sudden i'll be at on that beach getting in that kayak honestly i feel like that's pretty typical of dreams though yeah but it's it's constant it's always like that right yeah yeah because i do find that a lot happens i mean i'm sure there's not a lot of meaning in you like finding a kayak like renting one out or whatever right well yeah i wonder if that is it though right because why there's no symbolism in that there's no processing if it's just a normal day-to-day thing uh, obviously not objectively right so i wonder if if that is why dreams tend to skip around into more i mean a certain, well, i'm you, sure everyone has dreams where you're just like doing something normal though but yeah yeah i would argue that because the dream is trying to process things not already organized 
not really? conceptually understood. But would you say that it's trying to organize them? Yes, that's so what it's doing. right. And like as a consequence, it has it has like emotional context and like importance. I I believe because it's it's constantly like associating with your emotions those the experiences that you have throughout the day like that's why i have i take argue with the with the line of thinking that dreams simply just process information throughout the day and and then they give it like kind of image form right like it's that's similar to what to what we were saying earlier about Malachi what you were suggesting about it categorizing you know things that you experience which I think is true but I don't think it's simply as as a simple as simply what you went through that day no yeah I think everything that is worth dreaming about has emotional like impact so like you'll you'll have something happened to you that was like emotionally or you'll have a thought or you'll have something happen to you that's like emotionally heavy right it's weighing on you and it takes most of your attention you're gonna dream of that probably that night probably the next night if nothing happens to you the next day you're not gonna dream about what you went through that day honestly you know? probably even years down the line yeah it's reflecting mm-hmm. on my own experience mm-hmm. so you you wouldn't say that's processing information though i would i would say that it's trying to it i would say that it that's a it yeah it's processing it okay yeah sorry (laughs) but it's it's a it's but then what's more important is like kind of the byproduct of that and that's the dream you know Hmm. one you know what I would think would be really interesting to see is if like somebody like even if it's a like virtual reality or something simulated like a a dream that was like that was like abstract enough in a way to where you could tell that like you were a part of the dream but that you couldn't recognize like any of the figures or anything like that um and you tested it on like multiple people um and set and and like evaluated like what the person got from it or like what happened to the person like how they felt emotionally after it because i think that it's super interpretive and like open to interpretation and subjective yeah i mean in think, a sense that like think about yeah. it to fully understand a dream you have to take into consideration the conscious like life like and everything dream- that that person has been through yeah and the people they, that that person have met exactly like dreams don't um, they don't exist in a bubble, obviously, obviously, but it's, it's Places half of our life. Can. Here's the thing that's important. And it's like, why it's important to, that we seek to understand dreams is because it's half of our life. Or it's probably interesting. A little bit more. I think well, not so much nowadays. <laughs> there's only like a specific a time sleep, where you're though. dreaming though, right? In, in yeah. your Ramsey, or at least but like, you're in your intense, but you're in, um, you're in a state where you're not conscious. For, right. For like you said, free associating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That and makes so, sense. Like, that's half of life, you know? 
And so it must have some function. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that that was kind of one of the things that I was wondering. Because I think there are certain dreams that you can see why you'd want to interpret them or look at them more closely. I was thinking in my own life, I remember, I think we also talked about this, why dreams were, it used to be common, not so much anymore, where I was getting hunted or something like that. People were chasing me down. Yeah, you said you were having, that that was a theme in your dreams. Right. And then I, I looked into it after talking to you guys and it was like about avoiding your, like you're avoiding something. And, like, that thing is hunting you down. So I think mm-hmm. in cases like that, I can understand interpreting dreams. But could you... I'm sure you can imagine less concrete dreams and things that don't necessarily need interpretation. Or Yeah. Do, do you think well, there see, are dreams where there's no point in trying to interpret it, I guess? I think yes. But I think you... you, you at an since dreams are only man like manifesting at a like individual level it only you can know when something is worth like thinking about because there's no there's no theory that you can really apply to dreams at least in the interpretation of them there's no like objective theory of dreams hmm. that you can apply to interpreting dreams because like we said earlier it's just completely bound to the associations of that individual which only that individual can fully potentially understand right and so i think that obviously like dreams aren't always going to like show neurosis neuroses you know right like they're simply they simply might just be about like a really happy experience that you had that you tend you happen to kind of recognize maybe see but i don't know because i've never had a dream where like let's say like i'm like super rich i'm balling you know and i have my swimming pool and my lamborghini and yeah, i have like all these different stuff i've never had something like that yeah. usually that or it's like has some sort of um motive or meaning behind it right i don't know if you can all That's say the same yeah, I don't think I've had a dream where I've been, like, just happy, you know? <laughs> that doesn't sound I'm sure, And I'm sure, like, and I'm sure, like, the, that probably lies true for people who do, like, have that lifestyle, who have, like, everything in the entire world. They've got their company, they've got their Lamborghini, but they're probably dreaming about something else. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's kind of blowing my mind here. Because they, they're... Yeah, I don't have dreams that are, like, those are my aspirations. That's what I want. It's always some obscure narrative or just this this strange sequence of events if it's not a narrative. Because I I don't think it's, I've ever, yeah, looked at a dream and been like, oh my gosh, that's, like, an aspiration. That's a dream. Not to confuse people. To be honest, my dreams are never really intense. As in, like, I know that people experience, like, almost tiredness when they wake up because of their dreams. Their dreams are so vivid, so intense. My dreams are really never that way. And I think it's interesting. So I've been reading Modern Man in Search of a Soul by Carl Jung, and in the beginning is a chapter on dream interpretation. 
And Carl Jung proposes the. Am I pronouncing this right, Malachi? Compensatory. Compensatory. Compensatory sounds much better. Compensatory theory, which means that the dream acts as the subconscious compensating for what the conscious state isn't aware of about the reality of the individual's life. As in, so that makes me think the people that are having more vivid dreams, are they more ignorant in their, uh, non-deliberately ignorant in their conscious life <laughs> about, about how they feel? I hope not. I have very vivid dreams. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd hope not too, right? Like, I do too. So, But I think, I don't know, because that might come down to just psychologically how we're different. It might just be idiosyncratic. I'd have trouble with that word too. Idiosyncratic. Yeah, idiosyncratic. What's the plural? Idiosyncrasies. Yes. Yeah, idiosyncrasies. Synchrous. Synchrous. <laughs> but um because that's an interesting question though every time i remember a dream like i reflect on it quite extensively sometimes without even realizing i'm doing it and so like i so as a result like recently i really haven't had a lot of dreams i can probably remember two out of the past like week and a half and even then like those were recent those were like the past two days so sometimes I go get uh, long periods of time without without dreaming or at least not remembering. <clears throat> right, but yeah, I'm the opposite. All of mine are super, super like intense and vivid, and like I said earlier, emotionally charged. So That's I don't right. know, but I'm also an emotional person, like very much so. Mm-hmm. So. There's people who like like Matthew Walker, who um, um, who published that book. Um, he was on Joe Rogan. He published that book, uh, Sleep, like why it matters and why why dreams and sleep matters. And he argues that dr- dreaming is like overnight therapy. And if you look like on average, people that sleep longer are like happier. Right. And I definitely believe that. I yeah. mean, like I said, with uh, that's the time that your brain uses to incorporate like the knowledge that you gain in a day physically. Because it is, so if you don't have that, you're not actually incorporating your knowledge. So it really is a huge, uh, like it's terrible for your memory yeah. because you have nothing I... to anchor it. I think I'm not quite agreeing completely what this is saying. Basically, this is saying REM sleep is the only time when our brain is completely devoid of the anxiety-triggering molecule nor adrenaline. At the same time, key emotional memory-related structures of the brain are reactivated during REM sleep as we dream. This means that emotional memory reactivation is occurring in a brain free of a key stress chemical, which allows us to reprocess upsetting memories in a safer, calmer environment. Um... I'm not sure that really. I don't know. Okay, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I don't know if this is a tangent necessarily, but I'm wondering how. 
so Carl Jung or Jung or however you pronounce it, he argues that most of our dreams come from like the subconscious, right? Yeah, he, yeah, that's what they are. But for me, like, I'm like constantly thinking throughout the day, and a lot of the stuff that I think about in the day end up coming like forth in my dreams, like appear themselves to me in my dreams. But is that like, would that be considered my subconscious or is that something that I've already thought about and like has already been on my mind, you know? I think that, so here's, here's why Carl Jung believed that the dreams were useful to look at as like symbolism for like emotional, the, the emotional life is because it's not necessarily like really the content of the dream adam it's like what what you're seeing is your brain's representation of like those cognitive processes and what you're seeing is not the reason why sometimes why dreams are so wacky is because it's trying to give form to concepts not like really completely understood yet and like Carl Jung Some. argues the same. So it's not about really the content of the dream. It's like about what you're seeing. It's about like the dream as a whole in relation to like the conscious life, like things happening to you in the and conscious life. I think I'll bring once again the, the one thing I can confidently add to this conversation about because you're, that is, again, that's the time where your brain like physically makes these connections between these new memories and the rest of your brain. So, and of course, memories is not just like a memory. I would say that that's kind of all information that you absorb during the day. And it includes what you've been thinking about. So if you've been thinking about something all day, then perhaps your brain is taking that time to actually physically like plug it in with the rest of your knowledge base. So in a sense, I think it can almost be interpreted as a, as a byproduct of that process in some situations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's also, it's also useful to think of as an analogy in the way that you might be able to like understand the nature of dream content is that like if you think Carl Jung also argued that symbols weren't just like tools completely understood in like their purpose symbols at least in primitive times we could say confidently represented yeah they were say a sun right a, a symbol of the sun but what it means in, is is not really understood concretely like entirely as a concept to to those people see like the symbol of a sun in like a in a south american like culture Right, primitive South American culture. Like that symbol of the sun isn't just the sun. There's a there's a meaning to it that's not completely understood. You know? I think I might disagree with that. Because I think ancient cultures would have had a much better understanding of what the sun meant to them than we do. And simply of symbols in general. So I'm sure there are certainly things that they don't didn't express, but like there, there would have been an intuitive understanding of it that we can't quite grasp. 
I think. Okay. Yeah. So exactly. So like, remember how the conversation I was having about Wabi Sabi earlier? Like that's particular to that culture. And if like you ask any Japanese person about like Wabi Sabi, they wouldn't really have trouble like telling you the emotions it gives you. But if mm. you ask us, like it's a, it's an aesthetic. It's a, it's a tangible thing for them. It's not, and it's not really concretely understood under one set of terms you know under one like set of circumstances it's like right. it's a it permeates as in like an idea right so I, I think, think i think a large part of our like subconscious thinks that way and i think that's dream content like what you see in kind of acts like that i think i think personally and also carl young thought so hmm. their feelings given form and right giving like an image and like feelings aren't really quite understood at a, at a conceptual level. So it's like all the time. So it's, it's processing them. So do you guys think that dreams are a specific intended biological process or as I suggested earlier, could it possibly just be this byproduct of existing processes and we experience it as, these images and, you know, experiences in our own minds. Does that, um, does that make sense? Yes. I think, if I think, I want to say my gut feeling is that it's a byproduct, but I think it was an evolutionary advanta advantageous byproduct of biological processes of sleep. Obviously, like, because I think, Do dogs dream? They say they do. Definitely. So then that means it's just a byproduct. But it's an important byproduct. Keeps us healthy. Obviously. Because it's huh. still a because it's still a function of our brain. But I think the difference is that we can interpret that dream and communicate it. We can think about it. And Yeah. Yeah. And act on it, you know. How terrifying. <laughs> I hate being a human. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. So maybe it is uh, evolutionarily advantageous. I think it is. I can't quite make way. an argument right now, but like, uh, yeah, I think it is personally. I would certainly say it is, but maybe I. I think I was sort of clear, but unclear. Right? There's like if if the brain could perform these processes without making these images in our brain like would that be better or worse or would it not even matter right like if your brain can incorporate these things without i don't think we'd be as smart without as we were yeah yeah i think i just I made could. it that was like more confusing no i see but what yeah. you're saying but i don't think we'd be as smart as we were we are if we were able to like manifest the dream because think of think about it i think it's perfectly reasonable for primitive man who's still living in caves or say like finding shelter to have a dream of building shelter hmm. and then like waking up and thinking of that and communicating like to the people that they live with like let's build like ourselves a shelter that's right. like better than just a 
home, and that's advantageous because that's an advantage in nature. So do, do you think, or even that if it's not, do you, well, do you think, ahead, think that it does uh, that does apply to, to other animals that dream? Then, because in putting it that way, I think that it could dreams could manifest themselves mm-hmm. in that same way where they yeah. they dream of an experience and act it out. But I think uh, on an, an unconscious level. So I think what's happening for animals like that don't think like us. All animals then that don't as far as we know right um i think it's it's constantly just making new associations and probably new associations that are keeping them out of danger most likely Hmm. because they're gonna so so like it's gonna dream of it's gonna dream of the fact that like what maybe monkeys threw something at it when it was like running through these certain trees and then it's going to it's going to hurt right and it's going to dream of the that pain and exactly like the context of it and then it's going to avoid that in in their conscious state probably instinctually too yeah and then without them knowing without thought yeah but that's not but like the animal couldn't have just pulled out of thin air i feel like that would have had to have been an experience where yeah, they, exactly. they had to avoid that mm-hmm. so that doesn't sound the same as a person dreaming of a new shelter and then waking up and saying like, Oh, I have this great like idea. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I guess I do. Maybe it's, a, maybe our dreams are special because of, as a consequence of the, our, the way we think. Maybe. Well, we dream of things that are like completely different than what we want, even though the motive of that dream can lead you to find that like what you want and to yeah exactly like, like carl carl young, you want. carl young gives the example of a guy who was having a dream that his father was being a bad father that his father was like drunk driving him around and and being reckless and like but when you know through the, through the sessions he uh the, the the man had a perfectly fine relationship with his father. Perfectly fine. Like perfectly healthy. But he but he thought if you apply compensatory like theory, if you see the subconscious as compensating for the conscious for what's not acknowledged in the conscious state, then the father it can be interpreted that the father is too good. That he has like complete control over this this boy's life and the boy will never have a sense of his own like manhood his own self and so the if you ask what the function of the of the dream is is trying to get to propel the the man to understand that to be aware of this uh, to be aware of that that context of his life because it bothers him there's also there's also things that i think that people hide though yeah so so people, so if I'll, but i'll finish like keep so, in there that pe- so even though they're the boy and the man and the father had a perfectly fine relationship the dream was trying to find ways to make it less than ideal because and then they concluded that and the patient like agreed with the association that you know his father was too good and he needed to start kind of separating hmm. himself oh, okay that. okay yeah yeah that's what i was i was hoping yeah
because I think people hold back a lot of what they think before they go into like somebody like a therapist or something. They're holding back like those thoughts and the things that they think about other people or stuff that they did, you know. And so like it may seem at face value that, oh, this guy's relationship with his father is perfectly fine, you know. But yeah, he's not aware. In reality, there's yeah, he's not aware of why he's having the dream, why his dream is so negative about his father. See, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case if he's unaware. I mean, completely. that's just... He may have thought about it. Though. Yeah. Right, because, I mean, if you're a terrible therapist, you'll just end it there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if what's a terrible or good therapist, but, like, I'm sure that's worth investigating. You're right, but, like, you have to make some conclusion. Right. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying yeah, you, is that, like, the guy... Off of the context of like the conscious life, like exactly what that person's like going through. Yeah, but he had to go to the therapist because he was like thinking about like something was wrong. Yeah, or he didn't did he understand go to the therapist the just because it, it, you know, it, the dream bothered okay. him at that level. And ultimately, okay. it was like the patient who agreed with like that interpretation, who was like happy with it. Yeah, and I guess you can you can feel a way about something, but not actively like think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's something less than it's desirable like to think about, then you're gonna like rationalize so differently. You're gonna avoid it. Yeah, oh yeah, right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Do we do we know enough about lucid dreams to say anything? I don't. I don't I've really actually never are. lucid dreamed. Right. And, and I've I don't never really understand had sleep paralysis or anything else like that. I think Do you guys like have a an understanding of it at all? Or I think that the only thing I was thinking about and I don't know too much is I've certainly heard of therapy where you can use it cuz what from what we're talking about it would seem that if you're having some sort of dream problem that there's something you should do outside of your dream to, you know, remedy the situation. But I'm sure everyone's sort of <laughs> like therapy where you make yourself lucid dream. And like, if there's a killer trying to get you, like you fight the t- killer in your dream or something like that, that, that seems altogether odd to me. And so, I mean, it would have been nice if you guys knew anything about that, but I mean, do you have thoughts on it? See, I don't know whether or not I lucid dream because I don't really know enough about lucid dreams. It's um, you're basically or, in control of like what happens. Yeah, like you're well, aware that you have conscious control of like the dream. Huh? Because, yeah. I, like, I definitely make decisions inside my dream that I would want to, or inside my dreams that I would want to, or that I would. Yeah, but you certainly experience the dream. You don't live it, right? That's a good point. I don't know. That's a good you question. Don't like, know? I, I don't like, know whether or not. You make decisions off. in the dream based off of the fact that, or on the assumption they that happen. it's real life, right? Or because when you're in a dream, are you? Is it like do you make a decision based off of acknowledging that it is a dream? Because right? if, like right now, you, when you're making decisions, 
it's real life so that's how you're living your life but it's my understanding that if yeah. you're in a lucid dream it wouldn't the decisions wouldn't be the same because you'd be like oh this is this is a dream like i don't need to do this like i don't have to follow these silly rules yeah. oh oh okay so that's lucid dream because yeah. you'd realize like oh like and you start making like con you start controlling the dream right you'd realize you don't have to follow the rules of it is mm -hmm. from my understanding okay okay i don't know i'll have to see yeah i don't know too much about it i think based off of my conversations with you guys right now and just sort of reflecting um i don't know maybe we just haven't talked about lucid i don't want to make a judgment on lucid dreams yeah. and i'm not really sure what exactly is happening there right i don't even know whether or not i have never lucid dreamed or if i lucid dream a lot so i couldn't really say it might have it because... might have to do with like personal neurobiology and, and like some part of the brain being activated that's not supposed to be activated during sleep same as sleep paralysis like it's the same reason why that happens right but you can so. induce lucid dreaming like from that's what true. i write through i don't you know. can learn how to huh? learn how to do it yeah but then again, you still might be interrupting some biological process. Who knows? Yeah. I, I was not under the understanding that it was any sort of bad thing, though. But again, no no knowledge. Yeah, I don't know the literature on that. Right. I don't. So. Do we have anything else we'd like to say about dreams, my friends? Not really, man. They're, I think ultimately it is my advice that you should think about your dreams. And I think you should think about your dreams in terms of in relation to like the people in your life and like how you feel about the, those, those things in the dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly would, don't, don't dismiss a dream if you feel I don't strongly think about I it. I don't think it's healthy to dismiss dreams. I think it's, I think it can only be a good thing because usually it's stuff you're afraid of and stuff you're afraid of is important to think about. Right. Adam? I don't know, man. This conversation's got me thinking. <laughs> well, good thing uh, we run this podcast. This year, podcast. So, you can always come back to the topic. Have a different take on it. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. All right, then I think we should probably wrap up. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm happy so, with that. It's been a good yes. one. Thanks for listening, everyone. Listen. Yeah. If you have Go listen anything. to my banger outro. Yes. Oh, no, if... not again. <laughs> He's back. He's back. Yeah, if you have any comments on this, you found it insightful, you think we're full of crap or whatever, please contact us, tell us, give us some feedback on however, whichever way you know. And that could be through Instagram, because I think that's the only social media account we have for the podcast, or through the email at can't be complicated at gmail.com kyle's got this look about him that he wants to say something i was gonna say i think i'm gonna for my first because i'm trying to motivate myself how to learn logic because i've had logic for some time and i have a midi keyboard and i've been lazy very lazy and i've been trying to motivate myself to learn so i think in order to motivate myself to learn i'm gonna make a dance electrical version like house music version My. of the intro and outro. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you. I can teach you. All right, all right.
the at least the melody yeah this is not how i expected this to end so <laughs> you know what Let, let's just do it everyone good morning good night good evening have a have a great time whatever you're doing i'm malachi robbins that's i'm kyle nunez kyle nunez and that's adam martin He's not going to say anything, okay? What was the last you've heard of Adam? Good night. Okay. <laughs>